Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Cody and I are excited to talk to you today about social media marketing tips and tricks. And I will let you know, he's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this episode because this is not my area of expertise. So I am personally just as excited to learn as much as many of you listeners are going to learn today. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Cody. Cody, welcome. Hello, hello, and don't let Maria sell herself short because over the last couple of months, I have seen some pretty good growth with her social media tricks and shenanigans oh. that she's been doing. So Those she's been putting herself out there, and that's that's a big part of it. So thank you, Cody. Yes, yeah. So this is definitely an episode that I'm personally very excited for because I just think that this is this is a section of the business that's very very important. Um, and it's also an area where a lot of coaches kind of struggle with too. Um, so, you know, if there's a problem, if, if like a lot of coaches struggle with something that's so important, that can really be one of the driving forces of the business. And that's something that I think definitely needs to be discussed. So, um, what are some things that some coaches could potentially struggle with though? Um, well, I, I have a few in mind, but Maria, since since you say that this is an area that you have kind of struggled with in the past, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what you think just from your own personal experience. Sure. Yeah. So I think for myself, one of my superpower, my my thing is to be in the moment with the client, right? And so I think for myself, when it comes to social media, there's a couple of things. One is the content. Like what is what is it that I'm trying to say and who am I trying to say it to? Because if I'm not looking at that person and knowing their background, then I still have to figure out what it is that it's going to draw them in. So so there's that piece of it. And then I think the other piece of it too is the technology. Uh, I admittedly, I play around mostly in Facebook, not because I think it's the cool place to be, but because it's familiar. It's the thing that I kind of got into social media with and I don't want to have to learn 400 (laughs) different things. And so that's where I play the most because that's my comfort zone. Now I do know that I want to branch out and do more on Instagram. And I know that Cody has actually walked me through a few things on that, and I'm hoping that you can do that here too. Um, and and I also have been playing around in Clubhouse as well. So I know that just as as things grow and there's there's more and more choices to choose from, I think that that's one of the pieces of overwhelm for myself. I don't know about all of our listeners, but that those are definitely some of the biggest issues for myself. Yeah, um, I think that the feeling of overwhelm um, because there are so many different options. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's even something that I think that just everyone deals with. Uh, you know, I, I know for a fact that when Clubhouse first came, I thought it was actually pretty cool. So I was kind of excited about it. But when I was telling other people about it, they were like, I don't want to download another app. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just all oh, another one, you know? And, yeah. you know, not, not to talk bad about Clubhouse. I think Clubhouse is amazing. Um, but it is overwhelming. You know, there's yeah. so many different options. And now... Mark Zuckerberg's talking about some metaverse where it's basically augmented <laughs> reality and like it's crazy. So, yep. which I well, and and I know the listeners. 
I, and I know the listeners don't, they don't know this necessarily, but I'm about to share it. I'm quite a bit older than you are, Cody. And, and I don't know, I'm sure that our listeners, their age ranges from probably right out of high school to, you know, even in their 60s, 70s. And so I, I think I'm speaking for myself as someone in my 40s. Social media is not something that I, quote, grew up with. Right. I mean, I, I was in college when they started doing, I think it was MySpace. I never even got into it. So I don't know, but I think that was about when MySpace came in was when I was about in college. Um, and so I think that somebody like myself who didn't grow up with it finds it a little bit more intimidating just to try to navigate through. I could tell you that young kids, like the ones that I have right now, honestly, I don't even let them have social media yet, but I know just watching them with a, a phone in their hands, they would be able to navigate it with zero question and probably very little intimidation. And so I do think that depending on who it is that's listening to this right now, their their level of expertise, their level of experience, their level of comfort will vary based on the exposure they had growing up. And, and how they can then transfer that exposure into how to make it work for their business. I totally agree. Um, for context, I'm 28. I just turned 28. So I'm a fresh 28 year old. Mm -hmm. um, and a decade and a half, know, yes, less than me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. uh, and I, I did grow up with it, you know, so it is a little bit more of like a natural thing with, for me. Um, but I, you know, admittedly so, I, I'm constantly trying to keep up, you know, yeah. things are always changing. Um, and you know, I don't know if that's me letting my age show or not, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it is a constant changing thing. And it feels like as soon as you learn something, it's like, Oh wait, well, this new thing came along or wait, like there is this update. So it, it changes now. And it, it's just tough. Yeah. Um, however, I will say it is something that I think is very important and it, you ha you kind of have to try and stay up to date. Um, yeah. as much as it is annoying, um, <laughs> it is something that I think is necessary. Yeah. Um, and I think to that point, Cody, because it's the technology that tends to change a lot, I mean, you're going to be here to help us kind of navigate what's current in terms of technology. And I think you're going to yeah. give us a few tips and tricks for like Instagram and Facebook and, and maybe some others. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately the content is what's really important here. And that that can change here and there, you know, as, as we kind of see what are, what are people looking for. But the reality is when we teach about content, we teach about how to talk from your story. And that story is not something that's going to change often. And so if nothing else, let's make sure that our audience picks up today how to be able to talk about their story in their content. And then the rest of it can kind of just, you know, come with the changes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So where, where do people start with this whole thing? And like, what do they do? And what should they do? And all this kind of stuff, right? I think that some of the main things that people struggle with um, is lack of confidence, not knowing mm -hmm. what to post, uh, ha feeling like things have to be perfect, and being afraid to kind of put yourself out there, out there. All of those are totally normal, I feel. Um, mm -hmm. And I've even struggled with that myself as well. Um, but my, as much as I've put myself out there, and I'm not afraid, like, I, I don't care. I don't care if I look like an idiot. Uh, if it's going to turn some heads, cool. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously, you have to stay in brand, on brand, personal brand. But it's good to mix things up a little bit. Absolutely. Um, but generally, and I love your stuff. Yeah, it's, you know, I have fun with it. So, 
Uh, but generally speaking, I think that one thing that I've learned is that you just got to do what you're good at, Yeah. you know? And, you know, so if you're good at writing, then cool, like stick with something that's text based, you know, whether it be a Facebook post or, um, you know, whether it be a LinkedIn post or, uh, you know, a blog or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, something that's just text based. If you're yeah. really good at that, stick with that. Um, if you're really good at like getting in front of the camera and taking like cool photos or like, you know, you know how to like be creative with that and make people smile or laugh. Um, and you're also good at writing, then cool. Like Instagram is probably a really good place for you because that's a very photo driven app. Um, same thing with Facebook too. You know, it's a very photo driven app. So that might be a good area for you. Um, if you're good, if you're comfortable with speaking in front of a camera and you know, you're very uh, charismatic and you know, you're very lively and video might be something that you're good at, then double down on video. You know, you could do Instagram reels, you could do TikTok, you could do YouTube, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Whatever you're good at, just double down on it. Because if you try and do too much, if you try and force something else too much that you're not good at, it's going to come across that way. And mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to, I don't want to say that you're going to waste time and energy, but it's not going to be as uh, valuable as if you were to double down what you're good at. Now, yeah. I do think that you should push yourself a little bit and you should get uncomfortable and, you know, um, explore these other areas, but <laughs> do that on your own time and do that because you want to, not because you feel like you have to, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do. And I'm glad that you brought it up. Cause I was actually going to ask you, what if you feel like you're not good at any of it? Mm, great question. Great question. So if you feel like you're not good at any of it, then it's a possibility that you're not. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right out of the rip. It's a possibility. Well, that don't you're come not. here for any fuzzy warm hey, feelings. <laughs> that's right. This is real. Okay. It's yeah. a possibility that you're not good at any of those things. Uh -huh. However, the way that you do get good at it is just doing it and just trial and error and seeing like, okay, which one of these areas gives you energy versus which one of them really like drains you. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. that's one sign. The other sign would be what kind of engagement or response are you getting from these, from these things? You know, are, are your posts like really on fire, but your video are super awkward? Well, that would be a sign too, you know, and, and then you, you just kind of like figure out through trial and error, like, okay, what's kind of good and what kind of works. And then you kind of like put a pin in things like take notes, like, okay, this one worked really well. And mm -hmm. it this is why I think it worked well and then try it again, you know, and then if it, something didn't work well, then make a note and be like, this one was horrible. And this is why I think it was horrible. And then try to not do that, you know, yeah. and eventually you'll find something that you are good at, but you know, you have to start somewhere. And if you're not good at something, that's okay. You'll yeah, get and, good. At and I also, I want to just kind of bring our, our listeners attention to this concept that I, I know I used to do it. I still do sometimes, but I'm very much aware of it. And I, I'm wondering if you and, and some of our listeners do the same, where we compare our blooper reel to the finished production of someone else's product. And 100%. it becomes very, very easy to go, 
Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I can't put this out there, right? Because yeah. I see what this person has over there. And I was just talking to a client yesterday about, you know what, your, your blooper reel is you're, you're comparing it to their finished product, but they had a blooper reel too, and they're just not putting it out there and you're not seeing it. And you know, that might've been five years ago. And so they've built on this five-year foundation of practice and, and you can't just compare where you are now to where they are. And I'm just kind of curious, Cody, if we, you use words like horrible and on fire. And I'm wondering if we are brand new at something like many of our listeners are, and we put a post out there and we get seven likes. Mm -hmm. How do we determine if that's horrible or if that would be on fire? If in our minds we're thinking on fire is really like, you know, tens of thousands of views type of thing. Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. Um, I would say a good place to start would be like, I think that everyone kind of knows like what their average interaction would be if they're just, if they're on social media in general. Okay. You know, so, so if they have like a personal Facebook or something and they post something and, you know, the average uh, amount of likes that they get is 10, you know, let's just say. Mm -hmm. um, but then they post something that's business related and they get like six. I would say that that's a good post because one, it's business related. So people aren't going to, you know, connect with it as much, right. you know, so yep. you have to expect for it to be less than what your average is. Um, but you know, if it's one or none, or maybe even two as compared to the normal 10, mm -hmm. um, that might be one that might need some improvement, you know? And, and mm -hmm. if it is one that gets 10 or 11, then that's a really good one because that's up to par with your, with your normal things, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yep. so I think that's a good place to start to kind of gauge, but then, the more you do post those business related things, you'll get like a good sense of like what your average for your business is as well. Yeah. Um, and then you can use that as a indicator of like, okay, well, my business usually gets around five or six likes. So as long as I'm in that area, I feel good. If I get eight or nine, I know that's a really good one. If I, if I get one or two or none, then I know it's probably not a, not the best one. Yeah. So. Thank you for putting that into perspective, because I think that that is one of those things that trips people up really easily. We have these super high expectations. And then even if we don't meet them, even though it was actually really good in comparison to our regular posts, <laughs> we don't see it that way because we're looking at flat numbers. So, yeah. Thank you. And I want to say something about the blooper reel, too. Yeah. So me personally, um, I do a lot of photo and text uh, mm -hmm. based social media stuff. I have done some video in the past as well, um, which I'm fine with that, but you know, it just takes a lot of time for me. So I prefer photo and text. Um, and I work with a photographer. He's like my best friend and I work with him and, uh, you know, we, we get together and we take some photos and some are goofy, some are more, uh, you know, serious and whatnot business like, but I'm not gonna lie. Like when, when we're doing those photo shoots, half the time I'm like, what do you think I should do? He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. Why don't you just do something? And I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do with my hands? And, it, and then he takes a photo, you know, uh -huh. and, and I'm like sitting there like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and, those are some of the most fun ones. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, it's, it's just, you just have to just feel it out and just do it. And, you know, you would never, you would look at some of those photos and be like, man, like, how did you come up with all these like goofy poses that are always so 
you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to like make it sound great or anything, but always so like inviting or, or funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of them are just me saying, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to do something random and I just yeah. do it, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So those blooper reels are definitely real. And uh, sometimes they can even work in your favor. You know, people love bloopers. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so, for adding that. Mm-hmm. So a couple things that I want to uh, kind of focus on for this episode in particular. Um, I don't, there's, the, with this topic, it's so broad and there's so many different things that we could talk about. So I think that what we should do is probably even break it up into a couple different episodes. Okay. Um, just so people get like a good context of things. Yeah. But I, I really want to focus on uh, the two biggest uh, social media platforms, which is Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, I think that that's a good place to start. I think that that's where most people are. Um, and I think that it just makes the most sense there. So in regards to Facebook as a whole, um, obviously both Facebook and Instagram are, are the same company. So you can post from one and it can go to both without having to post twice, which is great. Um, and you should definitely have a Facebook page for your page or for your business. Um, and you know, if you feel like it's difficult to get it off the ground, that's because it is, um, Facebook and Instagram is really, really hard to grow a business page. Um, it used to be a lot easier when things were more organic, but now with all the paid ads, um, organic stuff, it really struggles sometimes. So the best way to build a business page, in, in my opinion, for both Facebook and Instagram is through the avenue of your personal page as well. So a couple things you could do um, just to help kind of get springboarded is you could definitely um, invite people to like the page on Facebook. Um, that's one thing you could do. I wouldn't overdo it because it can get a little spammy. Um, so only invite people that you know think that you think might actually be interested or might actually want to support you, okay. kind of thing. But that can be a good way to kind of springboard it up a little bit. Um, but what I what I've done to kind of grow my page over time is I've posted on my, on my business page and then I've also posted on my personal page as well. Um, and do you, I don't mean to interrupt. Do you, sure. um, do you post it and then post it or do you post it on your business page and then share it to your personal page? I do two separate posts. Okay. Yep. Um, because an actual post will get more of a push from Facebook okay. than a shared post will. Okay. Good to so, know. Yep. Yep. Um, but I always tag the business page in my uh, personal page post. Also good to know. Okay, yeah. do you do the exact same content? Is it like a copy paste? So most of the time I will if it's like a um, if it's like a bigger post kind of thing. Okay. But if it's something small, uh, you know, I, I don't want to take too much real estate for business on my personal page. Mm-hmm. Otherwise people just stop paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a smaller thing, then I usually just do the, the business page. And that's why they're, that's why people are following it, you know, be, to get that content. Whereas the yep. personal page is more so to create awareness of it and then Perfect. drive people to it. Okay. So I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, and one thing that's been working really, really well for me um, 
with Facebook and Instagram is actually the story aspect of things. And what I mean by stories is like those things at the top of the screen where you can click them and it's like, you know, a quick photo or a 10 second video and then it swipes to the next person, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, those stories. So I've been utilizing those a lot. And I know that Maria has, has also uh, been diving into this world too. Diving is a really, really strong word. I've dipped my toe into that. Dipped toe. <laughs> dipped toe. I do actually have a very specific question about that. And you can, I'm going to ask it now and you can either table it for later so I don't distract you or you can answer it, whichever is best for you. But I know that it's a possibility to do like eight different things on your story. I have no idea how to do that. Like once I've created one piece, I don't know like how do you add to it from there. So if you want to table that, that's okay. Um, but I'm sure I'm not the only person in the entire world who has that question. Sure. So I will answer that very, very quickly because okay. it does tie into with what what I was uh, going to go into. Okay. Um, so I think that stories are very, very powerful because with posting you can scroll and you can scroll and you can scroll. Um, and there's so many posts, right? Yeah. And it, they come from people that you're friends with. They come from ads. They come from, uh, you know, people, businesses that you follow. Uh, they More come from ads. suggested stuff, you know, <laughs> like all these different types of things. There's so uh -huh. many. Um, and there's an algorithm to that as well. Uh, the story aspect, though, is mostly just your friends and the people you follow. The ads do happen, but it's very, very, it's much less, much okay. less. Um, and as far as the algorithm goes too, there is, there is an algorithm to the, um, the story aspect of things too. So like the people that you interact with the most will be the stories that you see, um, primarily, or at least at first, but in general, it's more of a less effect. It's more so like it, if someone puts up a story recently, then they're, they're going to be bumped towards the front. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the algorithm works in your favor, in my opinion, with the story as compared to a post, um, even more so. Okay. Um, and one of the things that I do that's very, very powerful is creating polls on stories mm -hmm. to generate some leads. And for those who are just listening, you you said the word polls, like P O L L, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Like asking them a question and then them having two answers to choose from and they yep. can interact with it kind of thing. Yeah. So having that interaction is so huge because you can make a post with a photo and a, uh, a, uh, text blurb mm -hmm. and they can interact with it. You know, they can like it, they can, they can comment on it, but that kind of takes work and it doesn't really like give like their feedback. Right. It's just like, Oh, I liked it. Yeah. You know, um, to whereas with a with a poll, it's almost like a game mm -hmm. and people like that. They like that feeling of like, oh, I want to participate in this. Yeah. I want to see what that percentage is behind those two buttons and see if I'm in the majority or not, mm -hmm. you know, um, and they want to give their actual feedback. So, yeah. And the thing I poll, love about the polls is, is that you get to decide what those answers are. Yes. And so when I create polls, I make sure that. I give two answers that no matter what they say, it will give me something to talk back with them about to invite yes. them into a conversation. So I yes. really like the flexibility on that as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that, that interaction uh, desire is huge because people, people love them. People love mm -hmm. those polls. Mm -hmm. And you could say something, you know, um, very direct, like, do you need help with your money? <laughs> yes, or I'm not sure, or yes, or <laughs> not, yet. Maybe, you know, not yet, you know, something like that, right? That's a very, very direct thing. Yes, or, or <laughs> yeah, or you could say something as simple as like, you know, um, which, which do you think you spend more money with cash or card, mm -hmm. you know, and people, they'll eat that up all day. You know, mm -hmm. um, and then what you can do is you can take those poll answers and let's say that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the more of a direct one. So the direct one is like, do you need help with your money? Okay. Um, I wouldn't suggest actually putting that up, be a mm -hmm. little bit more creative with that, but mm -hmm. you know, yep. whatever. Um, so if they say yes, then you can then look at who answered them and see, okay, all of these people said yes. Uh, Billy said yes, Bobby said yes, uh, Julie said yes, and Tammy said yes, okay? So now I'm gonna reach out to Billy, Bobby, Julie, and Tammy. And I'm just mm -hmm. gonna send them a message and say, hey, uh, thanks for participating in my poll. Really appreciate that. I love seeing what people say. Um, I saw that you answered yes, that you, were, that you needed some help with the money. Would you mind opening up about that? Maybe I can help. Mm -hmm. Don't be like, I'm a financial coach. I can solve all your problems, blah, blah, blah. Right mm -hmm. out of the rip. Just, just open the conversation and just talk to them. And then, you know, they might, they might open up to you a little bit and be like, yeah, like I'm just stressed because I got, you know, this going on and I have all these payments and, you know, my, my dog just died and, you know, all these different types of things. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just, just comfort them. Just be like, oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, how you feeling? How you doing? You know, like have like a conversation with them for a little bit. Um, but always, but the conversation is crucial that you always ask them another question to kind of get them to still interact with you. But it has to be in a way that's not salesy. It has to be yeah. genuine, you know, yep. and then just look for that opening. Look for that opening and just be like, you know, I know that you said that you're feeling really stressed because you have you know, all of these payments and, um, you feel like everything that you make goes right back out. Um, you know, I, I am a financial coach, you know, and I, and I can, this is what I primarily help people with. Um, I would love to hop on a quick call with you at some point, maybe even later today or, or tomorrow for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, would that be something that you'd like help with? Mm-hmm. And then they'll either say yes, or they'll probably ignore you. One of the two. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, he brought yeah. it out. <laughs> right, right. But but most of the people say yes. Yeah. And that's your that's your in. And you yeah. just created a lead that you didn't have to put a ton of time and energy in. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, all it takes is just some follow up. That's all it is. Yeah. And uh, I even landed a client today from from doing that exact thing. It was a client that came from a story poll. Lead. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm going to add to that if I may, because, because, because it's what I do. Um, when I do polls like that, even let's just use that very pointed example. I would actually reach out to the nose as well. And oh, for sure. 
Yeah. So when I reach out to them, it would sound something like, you know, similar to the beginning of yours. Thank you for interacting with my poll. I see that you don't need help with your money. Uh, could you tell me what was the number one thing that allowed you to get control of your finances? And it mm -hmm. gives them the opportunity to tell me a couple of things. One, it makes them think about whether or not they answer it honestly, right? Um, and, and then two, it gives me feedback so that I know how I can help my other clients as well if there's something yes. that's new out there. So it's really good way of just kind of figuring out what's out there within the marketplace. And, and then two, three, it actually keeps them engaged. So that if there's another poll later on that they don't feel like, well, you know, she's going to sell me if I try to get on there. It's just they, they stay engaged and then I can actually eventually follow up with who do you know in your life that doesn't do that thing that helped you so well. Right. And mm -hmm. then it opens the door for referral. So I would encourage anyone who uses stuff like that to not just follow up with the people who are giving the answer that you think would be your opportunity. I totally agree. I did one recently that was. Um... I think the question was, uh, do you believe that you personally can become a millionaire mm -hmm. by definition? Mm -hmm. And I reached out to all the people who said, no, you know, uh, saw why, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But then I also reached out to the people who said yes. And I said, I'm so happy that you feel that way. Um, I don't know your situation, but I tend to agree as well. I think that the general person can become a millionaire with the, with the right plan and the right actions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, would you mind one sharing why you feel that, uh, you can become one and also two, what would you say to the person who answered no mm. in this poll? Great. You know, and that gives yep. a little bit of a nugget of, of, uh, you know, advice, which I actually found that there was some really good advice, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I even took that, I took some of these people's answers or some of these people's advice. And I was like, I might actually take that for myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a learning experience. And I think that the more that we see that the audience who's interacting with us, they have a lot to serve as well to serve us with, uh, the more we actually gain from doing all of this. So it's not just, mm -hmm. oh, I have to put this on my calendar so that I get this out there today, that there's a purpose behind those posts. Yeah. But yeah. you still haven't answered my question. Cody. So I love the oh, polls yes. as well, right? Uh, what mm -hmm. I struggle with is, okay, I've created this poll and now I have something I want to say, because as y'all know, I, I don't ever shut up. So like, how do I then put the next piece on there? Do I just add, like, do I just add to the story? What, how, help me out, help me out with my technical difficulties, Cody. So you mean you have like something else to say that's related or, or not related? Either or. I just want to know how to add to the story. Like I'll, I'll see people. Um, there's a com there's a common friend that we have, and I know you. I'll, I won't say him by name, but I know you know who he is. Your chiropractor friend, and he may be listening today. I don't know, mm -hmm. but I have gone on there and see that he'll have like eight or nine. Yeah. Story. Like, I don't even know if that's the right word. If I say eight or nine stories, it's like one yep. giant storyline. Right. And this one's yep. 12 seconds. And this one, how do you do that? How do you get them to, how do you have eight or nine there? I can't even yeah. figure out how to do two. <laughs> yeah. So it depends on where you do it, but okay. um, generally speaking, if you film, so if you're like talking on the, okay. on the story, it's a video story. Um, and you, you record it within the story itself. Uh -huh. Um, you can just 
hold down the button and it will it will create a bunch of stories for you because okay. each one is 15 seconds okay um, yeah if you pre-record it you can just record it on your phone and it, say it's a minute mm -hmm. um then you just need to go back into that video because maybe you want to edit it or do something with it um you know take some takes or whatever and you just need to break it up so you'll need to like break it down into like 15 second segments you know okay. and then and then post it up so you can post one and then um, on Facebook in particular, or Instagram, either one, there's a little icon at the top where it has your profile picture. And yes. right below it, it has a little plus as uh -huh. well. Uh -huh. And that's where you can click that little plus sign, and it will allow you to post another story. So that's different than the plus sign where your initial story was. That's a different, that's a different plus yeah. sign. Okay, I'm yep. sure that that's where I screwed up because I know where the initial plus sign is, and then I'm like, how do I, how, how do I add another? <laughs> Where's a? Yeah. I need a plus sign, and I never find it. So I will look for it there next time. Uh, yeah. I knew the I knew the part about how it will just kind of automatically break it up for you if you do a video. I admittedly have never done a video inside of Instagram. I wouldn't even oh, know where to start. I'm not even sure if you just go into stories and then click video like record yeah i, I don't know that, that, I that's know. exactly it it's it's okay. that simple and okay. you've done videos like you've posted videos before where you've talked yeah, never in instagram i'm telling you i played around in facebook because that's what i i just know the technology oh here's how i do this and here's how i do that and and that's why yeah. I, I do it so i would like to play around a little bit more instagram though i think for me one of the things that stops me and maybe this maybe the stories thing is one of the a good thing uh, is that I have to have a picture for Instagram every time. And, and so I'm like, unless I have, I mean, I know you've got that vault of pictures cause you've got that brand of yours. Mm -hmm. And so that's, yeah. it's something to pull from. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even, what do I take a picture of? <laughs> so, so that stops me. And maybe the stories, if it's just a video, I don't need a picture on top of that. And so maybe that will be one of the problem solvers for me. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I think that, uh, if anyone is comfortable with doing video, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be produced. You can literally just hold up your phone and just talk about something. Yeah. Um, those do really well in the stories too. And okay. what's really cool about that, um, especially on Facebook in particular, which then you can then post to Instagram. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, but Instagram does not offer this to post to uh, Facebook. You okay. have to be on Facebook to post to Instagram. Interesting. But okay. There's there's something that you can do where you can record a video and then you can click on the little sidebar. There's like some options on the right. Um, okay. There's a thing that says CC with a box around it, which is closed captioning, and it's just captions. So everything that you say is like captioned up on the screen, and you can choose different types of uh, text or, or I'm mm -hmm. sorry, different font. types of font. Mm -hmm. um, and those are very, very enticing, very, very enticing because some people watch them with their sound on and mm -hmm. others don't. Right. So, and even if you watch them with your sound on, I don't know, like I love watching TV with subtitles because I just, I just feel like I retain the information better. So people like seeing that. That's why you mm -hmm. see ads, All, every ad that you see that is a good ad that has, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of likes on the post itself with social media marketing every single one that's a video has subtitles 
Okay. And that happens automatically, right? Like that you don't have to go in there and, and type it up. It just, as long as you are enunciating your words well, it should be pretty accurate. Yes. Yep. And okay. you can, you can edit it if you want to. Um, like if there's a word that's wrong, but okay. it's actually pretty good. It picks okay. up pretty well. So yeah, that's really good. Very good <laughs> advice. Yeah. The stories are very powerful. Um, that's, that's what I want to say about that. And, and I love, um, I love that they go away after 24 hours. So I, I just want yeah. our listeners to know that many of them probably already do. But if you guys don't know that, that is a perfect opportunity to not worry about what you're going to look like, what you're going to sound like. If you are a bumbling idiot by the time it's done, your bumbling idiot self will be gone in 24 hours, right? So it, it really kind of takes away some of that pressure of, oh my gosh, this is going to be out there for the world to see for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, I think that another thing just to say is just stay consistent with it. You know, you don't have to be overbearing, but if you stay consistent with it, you're not only going to feel more confident, but you're going to be out there more and people are going to be seeing you because if you think about it, people see so many things Yeah. and you don't get on everyone's page. So don't ever think that you're like overdoing it because the odds are that is that someone who sees one post probably won't see the other one. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there will be some overlap, but overall stay consistent because that's how you get out there. That's how people learn about what you're doing and, and how you can help them. Um, and that kind of rolls into what I think is probably the last thing I want to talk about um, is a content calendar. So I don't know if, if uh, you're, aware with what a con content calendar is, but it's a pretty mm -hmm. simple concept. Um, it's a calendar for your content, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so. I've created some really, really good content calendars. Oh, okay. All right. You mind mm -hmm. sharing a little bit? Oh, well, I said I created them. I didn't say actually utilize them and followed through ah, on them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and okay. I'm guessing about the only one who has had that issue. Um, that's why I don't know for anyone who's listening, you didn't see it, but I absolutely squirmed when Cody used the word consistency because that is one of my, that's one of my Achilles heels. I am not super consistent and it's not even because I, you know, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much. And uh, it's just, I'm, I get distracted or something else happens and I don't follow through on that. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't think it's that important. I don't put that emphasis on it. And so it kind of yeah. falls to the wayside. So I have created content calendar. I can, I mean, yes, I can share some things with you if you'd like. Um, I just basically set up prompts for myself. So things that whether, whether it was, you know, information, something that I wanted to share with somebody, if it was curating someone else's content, um, I would put that on certain days. I would, you know, if I wanted to focus on a book that I was reading at the time, I might pull something from that book, or if I wanted to have an inspirational quote or something. So I would just make an entire calendar of those prompts, and then I would or not follow through with what that prompt was. So at least I didn't have to do all the thinking that day. Uh, yeah. I have... I have heard of some really great ways to um, like set up and schedule posts and, and stuff like that. I have not been really great about batching my time. I know the tricks. I just have not followed through. Yeah. So um, I, I think that you kind of hit the nail on the head and I do want to talk about the follow through as well. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that in a second. Here. Coach me here. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, with the content calendar, it, it's it's exactly with what with what you just said. I mean, you, it's just a calendar to where it's like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to make this type of post. On Tuesday, I'm going to make this type of post. On Wednesday, I'm going to make this type of post. So on and so forth, right? Um, and some people, you know, they like to do, they like to make this on like a weekly basis. So you may, maybe on like a Saturday evening or a Sunday at some point or something like that, they'll kind of just like sit down for, it doesn't take long, you know, 10 minutes at most and just map it out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then some people like to go so far as like putting everything together um, and actually scheduling those posts. Mm -hmm. um, now, I personally don't do that because that is like, it does take more time. You know, you do have to sit down, schedule them all out, type them all out, upload all the stuff. And to me, it's just easier just to do one by one. Uh, mm -hmm. once a day, it takes less time. Um, and I'm okay with it. Um, but that is an option you could do. And, and it's a good thing to do because not only does it keep things mixed up and it keeps things fresh, uh, rather than just getting into a cycle of like, okay, I'm just making another one of these posts, another one of these posts, another one of these posts, you know, it keeps people engaged and you can kind of predetermine that engagement and that curiosity based off of what you would would find interesting yeah um, but another thing as far as the consistency goes this is what i have done and it's helped me um because i've been there and one thing that i do is i set reminders on my phone or or alarms one of the two and every day it just says post <laughs> at a certain time and maybe I'll like be available to like, you know, it'll go off and I'll be like, Oh, yep. Gotta do that. And I just do it right away. Mm -hmm. And then other times I'll hit the snooze because I'm in the middle of it mm -hmm. and I'll just, you know, I'll get to it in 20 minutes, but it's still on my phone. It's still there. Idea. You know, it's still in front of my face and mm -hmm. it's not going to go away unless I physically turn it off mm -hmm. or say I've done that. And mm -hmm. when you do that, if you want it to go away, there's two options. One is you can, do the post and stay consistent and then feel good about it. The other one is you can lie to yourself and not do the post and say, Hey, I did it, but that's not actually serving you. Right. Um, and well I done, can tell you, I've, I've definitely done both, you know, <laughs> I'm not perfect. I've definitely done both, but speaking from experience, when I've lied to myself about that, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Does not feel good. Um, yep. So, so I've, I've learned that, you know, the, the short term, sometimes annoyance of taking the couple of minutes to put up the post, uh, is much more worth it than feeling like I sell, sold myself short. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely true. And what a great way to, to tee this up, um, with regard to the follow-up, because we did talk about following up with each individual who interacts with your story and et cetera, et cetera. Do you batch follow-up or do you just kind of do it on the fly? So for example, if you do, you wait, do you wait until, you know, two hours afterwards and then just follow up with this number of people who have talked to you or interacted with you up till that point? Or because here's why I'm asking. I know that a lot of people feel like once I've done this, now I'm going to be glued to my phone in order to try to follow up with all these people. And that's one of the things that stops people in their tracks a lot of times because they're actually trying to either avoid social media altogether with the exception of business, or they don't want to add one more distraction to their day. 
what do you say to that? What do you typically do? Um, I think that there's no wrong answer. And I think that both of them have uh, pros and cons. Um, and you've done I both. Personally, I personally wait until the full 24 hours is done. And then okay. I go into the archive and I see the full list of people who have had the chance to interact with it. Okay. And then I didn't I even know back. you could do that. Yeah. I didn't even know yeah, you could yeah, do that. It, I always, I was always like looking like, okay, we're at hour 23. I better go oh, in no. and take screenshots of no, <laughs> things. I seriously, I get, when I tell you Cody that I don't know the technology and I'm guessing that I'm not the only one out there who doesn't know this sense. So, so I don't yeah. even have to do that. You're saying there's an archive, even though it goes away after 24 hours, there's an archive of who interacted and such. Yeah. So I'm going to pull up my page and I'll, I'll kind of walk through. You don't have to do all the details. How to right do that. Here. It's just well, for it's, people it's, to real know. Simple. it's real simple. <laughs> so on Facebook, if you're on your mobile, uh-huh. all you gotta do is you go to your profile, you'll see um, an area where it says add story, edit profile, and there's a thing that has three dots. Mm-hmm. Click the three dots, there's a button that says archive, you click that, and then there's a button at the top that says story archive, you click that, and all of your stories pop up. Okay. Um, Always pretty... for like forever? Like, or do they go away after forever. three days or? Forever. They archive forever. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess if you are the bumbling idiot that I talked about before, it is still kind of there, just not not being out there. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty pretty simple on. It's pretty similar on uh, Instagram as well. It's a little bit different, but. And is your actual story archived or just the results from that? Both. Both. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. See you guys, if you're listening in today, you know, you do not have to have all the answers to be a successful coach. You don't even have to have all the answers to start posting on on social media because I've started and I don't obviously know much of anything. Um, But we want to make sure that you know the right questions to ask. (laughs) So uh, if you have questions that have come up for you today, I really do encourage you to email those to us. Uh, In this case, email it to Cody uh, because he's going to, he's going to, one who's going to actually respond to you on that one, not me. Um, But we want to make sure that those questions get asked and another great place to do that is going to be in our Facebook group so that way you're not having to email them in if you don't want to you can just ask them right there and uh, that Facebook group I always always mess up the name of that Facebook group it's new money habits you know, it's financial coaching, coaching. Right? oh financial. Coaching. See, that's, I, I, throw, I always yes. throw out financial so new money habits financial coaches is the Facebook group where you can find us there and and you can ask these questions and then not only will Cody answer them for you but some of the other individuals in that group who do know some of these tricks would be happy to support you as well mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so I think this is a good place to wrap up personally. All right. Sounds great. Um, there, I mean, I could go for hours. Uh, I know, but I know, and I, and I, I hope you do that, at some point. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. what are some of the what are some of the topics that you are going to go on later on? We'll do a couple more episodes for this for them. Uh, what What are some other topics they can look forward to in the coming weeks? Um, I think that uh, a couple other topics might be um, like how to write an effective post. Okay. Um, something that is going to get a lot of engagement and get mm-hmm. people to want to message you and, and reach out to you because mm-hmm. they want your services. Um, a, another one might be like, you know, creating like an effective lead magnet um, that, you know, you can push through your social media pages um, to then, you know, get those, that contact, you know, name, email, phone, and then, you know, put them into a, uh, an email blast you know, okay. or, a funnel, or a funnel, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that those for sure. Um, okay. And then I'm sure as great. time goes on, we'll definitely talk more about 
other social media platforms, you know, like maybe TikTok or, uh, you know, Clubhouse, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. So if you guys have specific questions that you would like answered, please feel free to send them to us, especially in this area of social marketing, uh, social media marketing, and, and we might be able to do episodes on those as well. So anything else, Cody, before we say goodbye to our listeners today? Um, yeah, uh, just <laughs> do it. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid. If you look silly, that's fine. People love silliness. And actually, it, I've, I've found that it actually helps you because it, it makes you more human. And yeah. people don't want that, you know, suit and tie, you know, Mr. Serious all the time. You know, they mm -hmm. want a real person. So just go have fun with it. Don't think about it too much. Just do it. Yeah. Nike. <laughs> yeah. And do it with a friend. Right. I yeah. mean, look, mm -hmm. look silly with someone else too. Cause that, I think that that's, what's most fun when, when I see your stuff and you see mine and we could just kind of go back and forth. Oh, that was a really good one. Hey, can I steal that one? And so that mm -hmm. way you're not feeling like you're on an Island. Like sometimes we do as coaches. Yeah. All right, yeah. you guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We really hope that you have enjoyed today's content and that you have been taking notes fervently. You couldn't put the pen down and that you are looking forward to all of the other social media content stuff that Cody will be bringing up in future episodes. Thanks for listening, you guys. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.